Hello again, and welcome back to Liquid Sound. This is a show dedicated to music, songwriting, and the creative process. I'm your host, Gino Bran, and we're coming to you in cooperation with the Liquid Arts Network. Today, we're very pleased to feature Kelly Brassbridge. Kelly is a stand-up comic and host of the hilarious and delightful podcast, Nothing's Really Real. But I first saw him performing as a hip-hop artist, rapping under the name Jesus Jones. Jay Jones has since focused his creative energy into comedy and podcasting, but I wanted to get him in the studio to chat a bit about his musical work. On this episode, we listened to some of his tracks and had a spirited conversation about writing joke raps, the diamond surface of Neptune, breakfast in a small town diner, candy flipping, and plenty more. And we finished up the episode with a little live performance of one of his songs. The first of his tracks we're featuring today is called The Last Time, from the EP of the same name. Now, when he released this EP, he said it was based on the idea that it would be Jay Jones's last ever musical release, but he did mention he's open to the possibility of making more music if the inspiration strikes. So, we'll see. Anyway, this is The Last Time. Hi everybody, <laughs> and we're back. So I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta remember that I'm not hosting this friggin' show. <laughs> Shit. Okay, let me sit back. Such an idiot. Uh, no, I was thinking originally. Um, I don't know exactly where you and I met, but I'm sure it was at some kind of open mic. And uh, I became aware of you originally as a rapper, mm-hmm. right? Later, you got into stand up comedy. 
Mm -hmm. So in terms of writing, what would you say are like some similarities or differences between writing a joke and writing a rap? Well, that's where my comedy came from was when I first started writing anything, it was joke raps. Okay. It was funny raps. Mm -hmm. The first, the first rap I wrote was I sip milk from a slipper with the strange shape of a phallus. Cadaverous skin suit stitching baby one of my talents. Sega Genesis blasting on my favorite station. Living room shut down fecal contamination. <laughs> so it's it was designed to make you laugh. Yeah. So it was still with a punchline in mind. It was just like say the most ridiculous shit and then find a way to like say it like I mean it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, uh, oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't know. I could keep saying that one. But, like, yeah, so it was comedy. Um, but I also, you know, I also had a lot of uh, influence by that. Like, all my favorite rappers were funny. Yeah. Uh, Eminem. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, oh, you're white. Your favorite rapper must be Eminem. Well, no. <laughs> don't forget about the insane clown posse, friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right. You were a juggalo. Well, yeah, I was yeah. totally into ICP when I was in high school. Yeah, when I was a, when I was sixteen years old, because because they were comedians. They are comedians, and a lot of people don't get that. Mm-hmm. Like they think, you know, that thing that they went viral for, like in the aughts of two thousand, uh, fucking magnets. How do they work? Maybe it was like two thousand ten or something sure, like that. Yeah, that's a joke. Is it? Yeah, they're okay. joking. They always – their whole thing is laughs. Like, okay. They're comedy. Right. They're clowns. They're wicked clowns. Well, they're insane clowns. They're insane <laughs> wicked clowns. But their whole thing – when I first – when I was a kid and I first – somebody showed me ICP. They were like, you're going to love it because obviously I, I was a clown. I was a joker. And they played me this song and it goes – Abracadabra, boom shaka day. I'm Violent J and I'm back like a vertebrae. And I come with a hat full of tricks, trunk full of fago, car full of fat chicks. Ha 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 ha. Fuck you. And I was like, okay. I was like, this is my shit. I love this. This is my shit. So to be, if I'm completely honest, yeah, I got a lot of my creativity, like inspiration of rapping from. Things like ICP, maybe when I was even younger, Weird Al mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, just like because I class clown always going for the laugh. Right. So it was all about kind of making people laugh. Right? Yeah. And that's the same impetus that drives you now in comedy. And well, let's podcast. be let's if you want to really get down to what it is, it's it's all about getting attention from people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. I no, I want to share. I want to be like I want to make. Yeah, I want to make people happy. I want people to like me through my art, which mm-hmm. is now I, I'm I'm doing stand up, focusing on stand up comedy. Yeah. But yeah, that's what it was when I was rapping up there. It's hard to be taken seriously. So then you go, well, I'm all I'm just telling funny jokes. I'm just like doing funny songs mm-hmm. that are kind of wrapped undeniably well because I like a lot of people can't stand shitty white rappers right more than anybody right like i i i understand what it sounds like when i go i rap and they look at me and they're like oh sure you do you fucking you know Mm -hmm. i'm sure you do and i'm sure it sucks just like every other white rapper i've ever heard in my fucking life beside (laughs) eminem or the beastie boys or whatever yeah yeah (laughs) um so you know you kind of disarm people by going like you know 
singing a song like two but it's breakfasts psychedelic or and, and funny and everything well that's what it turned into after okay well i do want you to tell me about space boys like how did that come about you, you had an album diamonds on neptune right so yeah that so now this is uh 2000 that came out in 2010 uh, i moved to seoul in 2008 and around 2009 i ended up buying myself a macbook pro that had garage band and I was – before even I came to Seoul, I was sitting on uh, – I was working at this newspaper and I would just sit there writing funny rap lyrics on this hip-hop message board. Mm -hmm. It's called MainHipHop.com. Okay. Shout out to MainHipHop.com. Yeah, no, huge shout out. I actually yeah. really like that place. I kind of wish that this message board was still up. However, it's gone now. And this is Main the State. Main the State, where yeah. Where you are from. Okay, yeah. Cool. And uh, on MainHipHop.com, they had like all these different boards, message boards. And one was graffiti, one was hip-hop, one was b-boys and dancing and stuff like that. And it was all these like – all the elements of hip-hop and also they had uh, lyricist, lyricist Lounge or some shit like that. And you could just like write lyrics and post them up and people would critique them and stuff like that. So that's where I wrote that stupid thing I started with like sipping milk from – like just goofing off. And everybody was just fucking so angry at me for it because they took it so seriously. Like their shit, and this is so fucking whack. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just laughing my ass off because I was just like, these guys are taking themselves way too seriously for a bunch of EMCs, you know? <laughs> so uh, I told my buddies about it, and they also had like day jobs, and they started like coming in, and we kind of formed a group on this message board. Oh. We called ourselves the SVC. And we started like rapping and doing all these stupid, we made like names for ourselves. I was Jesus Jones. My buddy was Boat Music and I another buddy Village. Those are our names on the message board. And this is in like 2006. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then those two guys ended up going to Seoul and I was still working in Maine. They came back after one year and they were like, you got to come here. So we go, I, I, I came to Korea and I'm hanging out with those guys. And then I got like a computer and like we were writing so many raps, like every day we'd write a couple like verses and we were battling people and people would always just be taking us like seriously. Everybody hated us, but we just thought it was hilarious. And this is all on the message board. This right? is all on message okay. board. And they were like, you know, if we ever see you in real life, we'll fucking, we'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. We'll like, we're going to beat the shit out of you. And because they would like do like, they would like rap like serious shit, but it was like really not good uh -huh. ever. Yeah. It was never good their shit. Right. But they were like taking it so seriously. And we were just like, uh, God, yeah. some of the shit that I was writing on there was so stupid. But what are people in Maine rapping about? Are they rapping about snow I mean, and moose? And... I'm not saying that yeah. Maine rappers are whack. Okay. Because they're not. There's some like really dope MCs and mm -hmm. rappers from Maine. But uh, I think just like their seriousness of their culture. And sometimes a lot of like fucking Maine rappers don't embrace who they are and pretend to be something they're not. Sure. And that's their, that's the huge problem, mm -hmm. which makes them fucking whack. <laughs> you know, it just like, they don't know how fucking whack they are. Oh man. The main MCs are going to be coming at us now. <laughs> it's so silly. It doesn't matter. There's only a few like successful rappers from Maine, but, yeah. uh, and they're dope as fuck. But, uh, you know, but the reason they're dope is because they're not, they weren't fucking on mainhiphop.com <laughs> rapping against me. I'll tell you that. Okay? They weren't fucking wasting their time with my bullshit. That's interesting, though, that you guys made all that happen from a message board. Right, from goofing off together. Yeah, and then eventually decided, let's actually put this Yeah, so I get a wax. computer, and I'm like, we can 
take beats from the internet and start rapping on them. I was reading this space book and we were smoking salvia <laughs> in, in Portland, Maine. And uh, he had this big like NASA space book. And I read the environment of Neptune is like one that like produces diamonds. <laughs> so there's a theory that like the whole surface of the planet is diamonds uh-huh. and it has a solid diamond core. Yeah. And there is liquid oceans of liquid diamonds <laughs> with like gigantic diamond glaciers. That's a theory that was in this like official NASA book. All right. So I was like, let's go. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> we got to go to Neptune. <laughs> and that was the idea. And then we just made a 20, 20 track album that is a story from starting in Skowhegan, Maine, which is our small hometown. We made this in Seoul, but starting in Skowhegan, Maine, building a spaceship, taking it to Neptune, which takes 20 years to get there and all the partying and fighting with aliens and, you know, having orgies and shit and uh, drinking each other's come to stay alive. And <laughs> just really crazy stuff. And then getting to Neptune, harvesting the diamonds and bringing them back to, you know, Earth. Yeah. And being rich, finally. Right. Buying Japan. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just doing whatever we wanted. It's kind of, I don't know, it's really hard to choose what song to represent this album because it's so silly, but... This is Two Breakfasts because it's one that I always would perform solo. Mm-hmm. And Crowd it, favorite. Unfortunately, it doesn't have my buddies on it, mm. the other guys from the album. But mm-hmm. this album's available online. People can find it, yeah. hopefully. Go get it. Uh, but this is Two Breakfasts. It's about stopping in a diner, finding a diner in space and uh, being so hungry and stoned that you want to get two breakfasts. All right. Yeah, let me 
get two fucking Brackasins. Two motherfucking Brackasins. I need two. <laughs> two. So that's two breakfasts. Jay Jones and the Space Boys. The jokes. Joke um, raps. Did you know that there was a rapper named Jesus Jones when you took uh, on that? Well, is, that's not a rapper. The band, yeah. right? Right here, right, right now. Love that song. That's a good song. No, I, I don't know where. Oh, the, the name Jay Jones came from. Uh, like, it was, it was going to be Indiana Christ. Okay. <laughs> but it wasn't Jesus Christ and Indiana Jones. No, I was just trying to make something funny. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it, it was maybe it was like a sub- subliminal thing, but no. All right. Um, so give me your top two breakfasts of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. Shit on a shingle. What's that? Uh, it's sausage sausage gravy on toast. Oh, okay. Yeah, S-O-L. Why no, would they S-O-S. call it that? Yeah. Shit on a shingle. <laughs> like the toast is like a shingle. <laughs> and the gravy's like... <laughs> like shit. Like the shit. Yeah, shit on a shingle is probably right. my best. But man, that's the thing. That's the whole thing is that like... I would I'd love to get stoned and go to a diner and just order two things because you can never decide, mm. especially breakfast when you're stoned. And... Mm-hmm. <sighs> Do you guys have Waffle House up there or IHOP? What's going on? There's IHOPs, but no, it's it's only like just hometown diners, right? Where they like they're also they got a little bakery. They have like fresh muffins every day. You go, let me get one of those muffins, slice it in half, put it on the griddle with some butter. She's like, sure thing, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, but so that is a good example of like the joke raps. The whole idea is that like I was being very, I was still had that attitude of like a rapper where it's like all braggadocious and like mm-hmm. I'm like Jesus Jones, you know, like shouting my name out mm-hmm. and talking about how slick I am. But mm-hmm. the fact is, I'm just eating a bunch of breakfast <laughs> in space. Is there anything weird about listening to old recordings when well, you go back? The funniest know? thing about that is, like, I know how it was recorded, and mm-hmm. it was without a microphone. All of that was just shouting at my computer. Yeah. So there's no – it's the built-in microphone on the computer and me just fucking around in GarageBand. Oh, the um, the beat is by this guy who also went to my high school. His name is Intricate. He's a super awesome musician that I always admired. So me and my buddies were like, is it cool if we rap on your beats? And he was like, yeah, whatever you want. Cool. And it was just like, oh, man. You know, like he's like, you know, two years younger than me. And back like when you were younger, that was a big deal. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like to like go down in age Mm -hmm. for the dope shit. Like that's not (laughs) normally the way it goes. But that's the way it went, you know, in that kind of, you know, where we're from. It's like. You have to make your own creativity. So you you got off of uh, the the group and then you got on the solo tip for a little while. Right, right, and right. That's when you made nothing's really real. That's right. Yeah. So um, I moved to Busan and my buddies were staying in Seoul, but they were also ha- they had an exit plan to get out of Korea, mm-hmm. and they turned out to be like super successful businessmen, oh, like good. on Amazon. What? Right. Yeah, they did really well for themselves. But yeah, what kind of happened is we did a lot of shows as Space Boys. We like and people liked us. We got like we got booked for some really cool gigs to be honest. Like there was this one Halloween show we did in the middle of Seoul on Halloween night, this gigantic party, and we went up there dressed as like I was dressed as like little uh what's that girl with the gold no, the girl with like the orange hair and she had like uh loops 
Oh, like Pippi Longstocking? Pippi, I was Pippi Longstocking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my buddy was like a weird version of Elvis, and we just went up and rapped, and it was just like, the comedy like really came through, because we did that song, Supercomputer. It's about a supercomputer that controls, like, takes care of everything in our lives, but then we find out that it's evil. It was giving us digital hand jobs, <laughs> but it was saving all of our DNA. <laughs> and it was just... Well, you know, like a supercomputer will. But the the chorus is like, uh, supercomputer, speak to me. Beep, pop, pop, beep, pop, pop, beep, pop, 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 beep. And during that, like, beeping, we would do, like, uh, robot dancing. Yeah. And, you know, it really played well for these drunk people, like uh-huh. drunk party people. Obviously, when we run out on stage, it would always be like people like, fuck, what's this shit? But yeah. then we would start joking and making them laugh. And it would uh, – and just truly having – the best time of our lives Mm -hmm. and that's contagious yeah when you can see somebody's not pretending and just having a great time up there you're like i like this guy or i like these guys yeah because they're not trying to sell me some bullshit Mm -hmm. you know they're just going up there fucking making each other laugh and wrestling each other so fun so anyway i got addicted to like performing but when i got down you know to busan i was like i wanted to switch it up and i wanted to be i wanted to do some serious raps right like i wanted to stop joking mm-hmm. and i wanted to like you know do something real mm-hmm. and uh that's what i did i just figured out that nothing's real mm-hmm. the first song that i wrote was on a scotty soul beat i rapped at this big kind of rap show here in Busan put on by some people in, in Seoul. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was a, you know, I say it, but I was like, it's me saying it, but among the eight performers, I feel like I was a real standout. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this producer, Scotty Soul, who had been producing raps for a lot of like uh, artists in Seoul that I admired, approached me and was like, you should rap on one of my beats. And I oh. was like, can I? You yeah. know, like, what? Like, I would love that. Like, and, you know, we're hanging out and we're getting along, drinking all together. And then he was serious and he sent me, like, one beat or maybe two. But I, he sent me this one beat that is, I was just, it was so good. And you know it because I use it now as the introduction to my podcast. Mm-hmm. But it's that beat and it yeah. has a great sample in it. I wrote this song a little bit like, which en- ended up being the last song on my album, Nothing's Really Real. That's the first song I wrote for this album. And when I wrote it, I was like, I got something good here mm-hmm. and I'm good at this mm-hmm. and I'm going to be able to make an album. And that, that ends up being the last song. So it's weird, like the way that it worked out that I put the last one, the first one last. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes you start with the first one first or whatever, but sure. But I got there's some lines in that song that still give me chills to this day. You know what I mean? Because they because I was so in tune with what I truly with my feelings, mm-hmm. with what I truly felt about not only performing or being a rapper or just a, an artist, but what I felt about life and a, about you know positivity and a, it just like sometimes I might throw that song on and I go, holy shit! Yeah. The thing about that album is it's like. It doesn't really have any jokes. Um, it just has a lot of concepts and um, thoughts. And I think it really uh, – I put a lot of emotion onto it, a okay. few songs in particular. And, yeah, I, I mean, 
obviously it's like my right now it what I believe is one of my masterpiece pieces of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing's really real. The album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you about a line in there. Mix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Eat next to see hit. Uh-huh. Drop some acid in your eye. We call, we call that, that a candy, candy flip. flip uh-huh. Right. Finally, the two combine and the positive effects will soon overwhelm your mind. Hey, that sounds like a fun afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Well, that comes, uh, that comes from a, an, a night in college. Uh-huh. Um, it was the, it was a night, the first time that I really took acid. Yeah. Um, there was acid going around. Sure. Okay. I took it like maybe three in the afternoon, maybe even earlier, but it was like a weekend and you know, I'm sitting around and I'm like, this acid's bunk. <laughs> doesn't work, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my buddy was like, my buddy was this kind of, you know, gung ho drug guy. And he was like, well, let's go back. Let's go tell him it was bunk, blah, blah, blah. And then like, we go to the guy and he's got like just tons of freaking blotter. And he's like, all right, well here, you can have another hit, but you have to take it in front of me right now. <laughs> so you're not going to go and give it to your buddy, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was at that point at like uh, the walk over there, I was like, wait, maybe I do feel something, <laughs> you know? So I ended up taking another one and then it kind of took me to a little too far, but, uh, man, it was a really crazy trip, but that's a different story. But, um, later in the night, like when I was starting to finally come down and starting to actually gain my verbal skills back, like I can start talking again, mm-hmm. you know, uh, cause sometimes you lose that function. And I was at this party where everybody was candy flipping mm-hmm. and, uh, they weren't doing it in their eye, but that's something I heard you can do. Okay. Uh, but they were just like, they were mixing acid and ecstasy and they were calling it candy flipping. And I saw like a bunch of like girls crying and guys, like guys over by the fire, just being like, like, just, they look like they're just ruined. Okay. <laughs> I was just like, boy, nobody's having fun here, are they? <laughs> but uh, I was really pleased at that party. Like I didn't take any ecstasy. Okay. But I was really pleased because I was finally coming out of a thing. And I'm like, I'm not crazy forever. Mm, you know, like mm. uh, people's faces are actually on people and not, you know, <laughs> maybe lizards or something. But yeah. So that's candy flipping. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's that lyric. So I want to listen to one more tune that you've uh, brought us today. If uh, if we could listen to Stars Fade Out. Yeah. This is from that EP, Nothing's yeah. Really Real. This is the the what I thought would be – this is when – okay, so this is probably the second song I wrote for that yeah. album. And when I wrote it, I was like, this is the single. Because I was so proud of the hook. Yeah, it's great. You know hook. what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, Stars Fade Out. Fish. 
Drive my fins to the ground and run Evolve a set of lungs and opposable thumbs Stay dumb, keep the citizens muted Write freedom in a textbook, not just feed it to students I'm with stupid in the land of the free Take advantage of the weak, achieve American dreams So much we could teach the past Forget about sexy, bring the future back Don't laugh, my religion is a third eye And don't get too excited when I plummet from the cold sky Are you alive right now? Eyes to the skies, will the stars fade out? So high right now, about to take a nosedive from the clouds Are you alive right now? Eyes to the skies, will the stars fade out? So high right now, about to take a nosedive from the clouds Surgical releases could be difficult to analyze Hidden in a bunker that's been dimly lit by candlelight Sign along the dotted line, thumbprint on the X Enjoy these sacred moments as you breathe the final breath Now just lay to rest Soon you wake in a place more effortless Soon you break from the grave, reach for life Soon you receive praise in your second life So nice when you float into the fray Focus on the stars as you watch them fade away Are you awake? It's okay to say you're not Decide to comprehend that you are now among the gods Non-believers thought that Jones was delirious To witness his cadaver 30 feet above the pyramids Talking stuff to falconers, spin a sky of fire Circle turning desperately around the gaping dire Are you alive right now? Eyes to the skies, will the stars fade out? So high right now, about to take a nosedive from the clouds Are you alive right now? Eyes to the skies, will the stars fade out? So high right now, about to take a nosedive from the clouds. How would you describe your own performance style if you had to describe it to somebody else? I'd say, I'd say it is honest. Yeah. You have a very electric performance style, I'd say. You're completely animated. You're completely in the moment. It feels like. Yeah, I think I'm lucky. I mean, or I think that, I think I'm lucky that I found an outlet. Obviously, this is something I've always wanted to do. Maybe it was like I thought I could be a rock star. Have I you ever be... tried writing other kinds of music? Um, the thing about it is I don't I have never tried to sit down and really learn to play instruments. Mm. But um I've never found people that were willing to maybe collaborate with me and also I maybe I'm also not a very good I'm not very good at working with others. I I'm pretty stubborn about my ideas which it hasn't really helped me, but it's just really hard, you know, to shake. Sure. Or even to have the pressure of like somebody wants to work and somebody wants to do this. And then I have the pressure that I need to write. So I found that being solo was much, much better. But I do, like, yeah, I found like it is a real release where I can turn on and just be myself. So as long as the crowd is feeling it, because a lot of my stuff is very rapid fire. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just like really loud. I'm always yelling, right. you know, I'm really high volume always. And I'm not, like I said, I'm never ever pretending to not be aware of what I look like before you hear me. And I'm never pretending, unless it's a joke, that I am cooler than I truly am. Yeah, You know what I mean? Or somebody that I'm not. You mentioned you worked in some William Butler Yeats into that last track, right? Yeah. It's a very famous poem, uh -huh. uh, The Second Coming. But um, but that's kind of – it kind of is a reflection of how much I really tried to put some deep context into the lyrics of that album. 
where people can go, that's a good point. That's a good line. You、mm. know, there's a lot of them in there. I mean, in that song alone, when I wrote that, I was like very, very proud of it because、mm-hmm. there's, it's like, it had so much meaning to me about what I felt about life or a lot about America, to be honest. Yeah. Um, at that time, especially or this time, even more. I'm sure. But, um, I had a real feeling that like American people and the, the culture of America is, and I'm not hating because I love America and I'm going back there next week、right. to live forever. So fuck. May God be on my side. <laughs> um, but yeah, and religion and stuff. There's religious overtones to that song. But the whole thing that I was trying to say was like, you know, the wealthy, the powerful, Have control and they've, they've attained this control through lying to the people and making people believe that they are closer to the gods, which are the wealthy than they actually are.、Mm. And that's really like a, a theme. So, and the idea of being, I'm so high right now is just that like, It's not drugs. And everybody, when they hear it, they think, Oh, I'm so high right now. And I, I never ever considered that that's what it would sound to people.、Mm-hmm. But the idea was like, I'm so full of myself right now.、Mm. Like, I'm so,、uh, and, like, I have this great feeling because I'm fucking winning so hard.、Mm. Uh, I'm so high right now, but I'm going to burn out, you know, so I'm going to nosedive to the ground. And yeah, the theme of that song is that, like, you know, yeah, we can take credit cards. Like, we can, you can sign your life away. You can follow me, this, you know, American dream. Take advantage of the week, achieve American dreams. Yeah. You know, and I, I truly believe that.、Mm-hmm. I really do. And I, I know it sucks. And I think I got to go back into that and I got to start doing it myself if I am not lucky.、Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do have a weird, bad outlook in America where I think that everybody's ripping everybody off. And it's because they have to.、Hmm. So, and I always say, and I always use the same examples, but like your car repairman, your fucking,、um, your plumber, your whatever, they're all charging way more and they're all lying to you and saying, Oh, you're going to need this. And I'm going to have to work way longer than I actually will、hmm. to like, if you, if you've ever gotten your brakes changed, you know, what's that cost? Probably 300 bucks now. Sure. To change your brakes. Yeah. If you have the tools and YouTube, you can do it for a hundred bucks、mm-hmm. or less.、Mm-hmm. And then have that skill that you can do for the rest of your life.、Sure. You know, but you need、yeah. the tools first.、Yeah. But I did it.、Mm. I did it for myself once. Like before I came to Korea, I, I changed my brakes with just my dad had a jack and a couple hand tools. And then I went to the auto shop and I bought my own parts. I didn't get, you know, Overcharged for them, which they will do. Right. It was probably like, you know, in the neighborhood of 75 bucks for rotor, rotors and brakes change. And that would cost so much money. And I was just like, this is why I've been working a good job and just building more debt. You know, it's, and I have nothing. You know, I just have money that I owe people, but I don't own these things. Yeah. And it really, you know, depressed me. And I was just like trying to get that out. But then also being like, but right now I feel good because I'm starting to realize this. The whole album is like the importance of being yourself because this is all bullshit, you know? And the importance of when we boil it down, and I'll kiss you on the lips after I say this, but love、mm-hmm. and the importance of acceptance of everybody. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and God, I'm so high and mighty or whatever, but like, it's just like, I was like starting to get it and I was angry. So I had a lot of anger in it, but I also had a lot of expression of my own love and a lot of emotion. And I put it all, I really tried to put it on that album. Yeah. In terms of performance, what, what would you say is, uh, worse when a, a rap audience isn't feeling it or like a stand up audience isn't feeling it? What, what, what is the worst kind Definitely of Definitely rap. Really? Yeah. Okay. I would have thought stand up because. Well, at least with rap, people it, can kind of ignore it or whatever, and then afterwards be like, oh, it was great. No, it all sucks. I would never pretend something was better than it was. Yeah. One of the first rap shows I did, there was a this kid who was, you know, trying to be a rapper in Busan a long time ago. Uh huh. Um, and you wouldn't even know who he is. Okay. But he put together a rap show at Sharky's. Uh huh. The uh, like the one over in uh, Hyundai. This is in like 2011, right? And um, I get there, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll rap because you know, whatever." And I get there, and he's an awful, awful rapper. I don't even, <laughs> I can't even understand what the <laughs> fuck he was trying to pretend to be. But uh, but the audience, it wasn't a show. It was just people eating their dinner at Sharky's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like looking, and they hate it. Yeah. And there was nothing I could do to to win them over. Uh-huh. So I kind of just went up there and I, you know, as you said, I'm a very energetic performer. No, I, not that night. Yeah. Because I'm not going to pretend that, like this guy was. Hey, yo, what's up? Hey, make some noise if you love hip hop, he would say. Mm-hmm. And I fucking hate when people say that. Mm-hmm. You know what the worst? He's the type of guy... This is exactly what he would do. He would like fucking take his shirt off mm-hmm. and then the it would make the crowd feel uncomfortable. And then trying to win him back, he would go like, make some noise if you love hip hop. <laughs> I would never say make some noise if you love hip hop. I might like I might reach and be like, are you guys having a good time? And that's my make some noise. Sure. Like if if they're not, then I would. Anyway, so I just kind of sat up there on the stage and kind of like mouthed the words. And I was like, guys, sorry. I like I know you don't want to be here. Believe me. Uh, I was like, I came down from Seoul. I just got here from Seoul. You know, I've been doing this rap thing, and it's like it's sometimes it's just a it's just a dream to like be up here and to perform for a crowd like you guys. <laughs> And uh, then I just like cut the and then and then Sharky's cut the show, which is good, thank yeah, God, yeah. because yeah. I was like I was like this is it, like I was also like not gonna rap for these people. They I think like I rapped, canceled like, a mid show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It wasn't even a show. They were like, yeah, we have a system. You can rap whatever this uh, other guy's name. Ah, I gotcha. But that was my worst show. But it didn't hurt my feelings because I knew the context of that show. I think I'm kind of lucky. I truly don't believe. No, I have bombed up some pretty awful shows, but I I don't believe that I've bombed and it was my fault because I I've always been able to like sway somebody. Maybe I've bombed by forgetting my words mm-hmm. or something like that, or freezing, kind of like being too fucked up, forgetting what I'm supposed to be doing or saying. Audio issues, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, maybe it does hurt more to bomb as a comedian. But all in time, you're gonna learn to shake all of that off. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. figure out why it is. As a comedian, you go, okay, I bombed because I was not, A, I wasn't right for that room, or B, my jokes fucking sucked, right. and my 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 attitude and persona sucked for them as well. Yeah. Same same with rapping. 
I bombed because my rapping sucked or my attitude and persona was wrong for that room at that time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I the whole thing, man, I've, I've had a lot of funny experiences with a lot of, like, being in rap. There's a lot of people faking it, and there's a lot of people, like, what is it called uh, when you put up walls so people that are better than you but below you cannot pass, you know, oh, I mean? okay. roadblocking because they're trying to protect their spot because they wow. know it's fragile. So, like, I'll be rapping in a show with one of them, them people in the audience or maybe they're coming up after me and they got their, like, back to me in the back of the room talking with their friends, aggressively trying to ignore. Oof. You know what I mean? Sure. And that would kind of, like, it wouldn't even, like, it would get to me but – it wouldn't it would only get to me in that like i saw exactly what they were doing but then once i finally got the show i fucking moved the crowd because my shit is not fake and my shit is unique and there's a lot of stoners and a lot of hippies that tie into it so when i'm up there going like um you know life's a dream inside a dream inside a dream inception except then with no ego maintaining the partition your brain creates new galaxies in higher definition now hi greeting salutations take me to the leaders of the spoiled brainwashed nation you know what we should just yeah. do that one live let's do that one let's live let's do it live let's get it live all right cool you want to do that yeah all right let's is it, it time up. for that Why not? okay great well yeah awesome <laughs> yeah Wait, let's do that let's open with the chorus Just one. And it seems to me life is a dream like a fantasy. How? Yeah, a word of advice. Adopt a dog, improve your quality of life. Don't waste nights on a mission chasing feelings. To wake up with hooks through your back suspended from the ceiling and... If reality's perception and life's a dream inside a dream inside a dream inception, except then with no ego maintaining the partition, your brain creates new galaxies and higher definitions. Now, hi, greeting salutations. Take me to the leaders of this spoiled brainwashed nation, where most of populations either trying to land a job or crying, looking to the sky for the mighty hand of God. I'm in my home alone, watching geometric shapes tessellate like honeycomb. We on our own, man, there ain't no way in telling if chemicals inside the well fuck up our cerebellum now. Man, it seems to me, life is a dream like a fantasy, how? You need this one. Go. And it seems to me, That's right. life is a dream like a fantasy, how? One lies, one tells the truth. You have one question to find out who's who. Peace and clues to the fountain of youth. You're on a floor of bamboo with your neck in the noose. Now, they say you sleep in the bed you make. Well, tonight I'll fall asleep on the bed of a lake. I want to look through the waves and try to make all the stars. Recalling all my mistakes and all my broken hearts. Then, in that minute when my body suspended, man, I felt like i just woken up from the dentist. Pulled the tension and I regained momentum and let go of all the things I might have previously mentioned. Cause man is hero, but I'm pulling for the aliens to wipe out the earth and open up the sail again. Start the cycle, hit the green light to begin. Check the mirror, now I'm blowing in the wind. And it seems to me, life is a dream like a fantasy. How?
me Life is a dream like a fantasy How? They told you where you're going yet Are you waiting for the opening Cause this could be that sobering Time that you just soak it in Time that you can poke on in and grin and shine and pass it on Time is blowing down the barn and taking Dorothy along Time is eating supper or dancing with your wife Time is in the other room waiting patiently with knives And in this life, nothing's really real Everything you see and smell and taste and hear and feel Could be perceived in a different way By a different human being in a different time and place And all I'm saying is you learn to live to fly Understand that you can from this earth is where you die Understand you never really had any control A hundred years from now when you're decaying in a hole Check your watch Man, it just might be the future yet I know you think I'm lying Been excited since the present tense Relative to the colors and graffiti cans The flowers on the concrete Vivid life that burns from desolate Negative if that's the light you wanna pay me And you see me run out glowing on some nuclear contaminant Handle this life Like wax that burns from candlesticks Nothing lasts forever but it shines when you're burning it And it seems to me Life is a dream like a fantasy How? And it seems to me Life is a dream like a fantasy How? And it seems to me Life is a dream like a fantasy How? Kiss me on the lips, motherfucker, I'm a baby Kiss me on the dick when you see me acting crazy Kiss me on the ass when I'm making too much noise Kiss me goodbye when I stare into the void (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope you had fun listening to that episode We sure had a good time making it We'd like to thank Kelly Brassbridge for coming in and sharing his music And a little update, since we recorded that episode, Kelly has indeed moved to Maine, and he says that so far, he is doing really well. Also, you may have noticed that I asked him what his top two breakfasts were, and then I changed the subject before he mentioned his second favorite breakfast, which he now informs me is blueberry pancakes. If you'd like to hear more of the J. Jones catalog, you can find it at nothingsreallyreal.bandcamp.com. And check out his wonderful podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms, as well as on soundcloud.com slash nothing's really real. As always, all of those links are available in the description notes of this episode, including a bonus link where you can download the Space Boys album, Diamonds on Neptune. For upcoming info about the Liquid Arts Network, you can find us at liquidartsnetwork.com. If you or someone you know would like your music featured on our show, just send us an email at liquidsoundpodcast at gmail.com. Please share this show with your friends, subscribe to the Liquid Sound Podcast, and if you would be so kind, take a moment to drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help listeners find us. On behalf of everyone at the Liquid Arts Network team, we thank you very much for listening. And until next time, support independent music, support your local arts community, and support each other. And with that, we will see you soon. Jen, take it away. Yesterday, I think that's the first day I came to my senses. Yeah.
Yeah.